from our new location at 77 Grove Street, the former CVPS building. Now we've got the power. The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. This is the Inside Pitch. Brought to you by the Rutland Herald. Thank you for supporting your hometown newspaper. Here they are, Bob Fredette and Tom Haley. Play ball! Hello, this is Bob Fredette. Hello, this is Tom Haley. This is the Inside Pitch. Hi, this is Bob Fredette, sports editor at the Rutland Daily Herald. Today is Monday, October 22nd, and our guest on the Inside Pitch is Chris Hughes, coach of the Proctor girls soccer team. Over the years, Chris has also brought Proctor state championships in boys and girls basketball. This week, Tom and I chat with Chris about his team's prospects for the playoffs, how the current injuries will affect the team, and all things soccer. Welcome to the Rutland Herald's local sports podcast, The Inside Pitch. Okay, and welcome back. We're here again with Inside Pitch, Playoff Edition, uh, Part 1. And uh, today, before we start off, we have a riddle for you. What do Chris Hughes, our guest today, John Barth, and Peter Quinn all have in common? Well, I know, but... Okay, well, we're going to wait for the phones to ring. We don't have any phones here. (laughs) They each have won a state championship basketball title with... Both genders. Both genders. Yeah, and I don't know. John Barth and Pete, uh, Pat, and Peter Quinn. They don't, they don't coach soccer, do they? No. They don't. No. So Chris uses one, two soccer tournaments or uh, championships That's too right. with, with the Proctor girls. He's so. a throwback to he, the days when the same you had you had the gym teacher coach all three sports mm-hmm. at these all all at least at all the small schools. And Chris Hughes, he's a throwback yeah. to that era. Well, that's back in an era when they used to lift up the apple pie cool on the windowsill. They don't let that do. They don't do that anymore because somebody always comes by. Anyway, Chris, welcome here, and uh, you know, nice to have you. Thanks oh, for making time. Thanks for having me. It's great. Well, it's a holiday. <laughs> I mean, it is. And I look at that it's a holiday three times a year. Pairing day. The pairings come on. Oh, 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 oh. To, to me, it is. <laughs> I think you don't know what that word means. But, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, Chris uh, coaches the Proctor girls, and uh, they are going to have a bye because they're the number one seed here. And uh, in pairings day, uh, we wanted to ask you, what do you what do you think about this pairings? Here? I'm very happy we have a bye because right now we are banged up pretty badly. You, um, if you win it all... I don't know who gets a game ball. It could be Ali Allman. It could be Maggie McKeeran. It could be Ma- Maddie Flanders. But you got to save one for Cody Parker. Yeah, Cody's been uh, busy. Trainer. He's been busy, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be good to have a few days to get everybody back healthy for the game on Saturday. Because if we're healthy, we really believe we're the best team in Division Four. I I believe that. I but, saw the game when when you were healthy yeah. down in Arlington, and you beat them by. Two goals, could have been three. Could have been three. PK, a yep. player, player that never misses a PK, yep. could have been five to two. Um, but the most important question, the one we both want the answer to, because it, it's everything. Where does everybody stand? Ali Allman, Maggie McCurin, where are you in the infirmary right now? Ali is going to be fine. Maddie Lee should be fine. Maggie McCurin, we're still waiting on. And yeah. that might even be longer than this Saturday. And that's it's, a back issue? That's a back issue, yeah. And Amanda Reynolds has had a hip issue all season, and she should be ready to go. She's not going to be, you know, pain-free, but those are the four starters that we have to have on the field. We didn't have them all on the field against Arlington in the last game. So when they're on the field, 
you know, we're a dangerous team. When we're not, we're, we're relying on switching positions and, and people are getting under stress, not playing in, in normal spots, and, and we lose our offense too. So we need them all. Yep. Yep. Have you played any games that would resemble the situation you're in right now as far as – and what does it look like? The last game was the perfect example because we didn't have Maddie Lee. We did not have Amanda Reynolds. Maggie McCurin basically played 15 minutes, and we lost Allie for basically the whole – well, half of the second half. After you were behind, too. It was a one nothing game one at nothing, that time. One-nothing, six minutes later, And Allie they scored two out. goals. And – it's it's just night and day, and we have to shift people around who aren't used to playing in certain spots. And then people are coming in off the bench. We started a freshman that game in the back line, and she had to play basically 80, 80 minutes. She did tremendous, um, but it's putting a lot of pressure on inexperience. And against Arlington or Westerland, it it probably won't work. Hello, this is Dave Catman. I'm the head football coach at Pulteney High School, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch. You said, uh, you know, I, I know both of you guys, uh, you and Arlington coach Aaron Wood, mm. take West Rutland uh, very seriously. Yeah. Um, looking at the pairings, looking ahead, if things play out the way you think they will, I th- would say that Arlington has the tougher quarterfinal and Proctor has the tougher semifinal. I think Twin Valley could be pesky. I don't think they'll beat them, but you they'll know. be pesky. The, the thing Arlington has advantage of, they've played them already, so they know right. know the talent. Um, our, our our situation, West Rutland, we think is the third best team in D4. Yep. And the thing there is, West Rutland's going to have a tough game with Richford if Richford moves on. Because Richford's been playing really well the last four games. Ah, uh, you sandbagged yeah. me on Richford <laughs> they, la- no. last year. <laughs> two, last two, year one and was, one. So I think Richford, yeah. you went to Scotland yeah. in South Royalton, and, and you said and this team is yeah, good. And they're they good. Were, you beat them eight to one. Or you eight to one, but their best player went down in the first ten minutes. Oh, I remember and that. Yeah, that's and as you know, on our level, if you lose a key player, a lot changes. Yeah. But I expect that game to be competitive. I think West Shortland will definitely win, but it's going to be competitive. The other game that's going to be competitive is, is when Long Trail um, plays Danville. Long Trail has been playing better, too. Yeah, and what I understand, uh, Danville is historically the fly in the ointment. Yeah. If they're 500, they're, they're a lot better than that down here because they play mm-hmm. up. But my understanding, that isn't the case as much this year. I think Long Trail could win that game. Yeah, it's they play a lot of higher a division the three opponents, but the division three opponents besides Oxbow, record wise aren't you know that you know. Well, because yeah, it's different this year right. because the small school landscape up north has changed so much. Right. Some schools don't exist anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm wondering if that's ever going to happen down here, you know, how close we are to coming to that as, right, as far as that's concerned. But maybe you could talk a little bit about the the shape of the athletic community at Proctor right now as far as, you know, kids coming in, what it looks like for the next couple of years for you anyway. It's um, From what we gather, girls-wise, it should stay the same for another year, but then it kind of flip-flops. The girls get a little less and the boys have a little bit more. Right now, it's been the boys haven't had as many, and the girls have had plenty. So, you know, the other dynamic that keeps coming into play is with these other schools not, you know, being around, 
kids are going other places. And, you know, for us, you know, any kind of, you know, enrollment boost we can get, you know, will help us. But um, numbers-wise, we've been fortunate girls-wise because we've always been in the 18 to 22 range. Um, that's really good. Yeah, but no JV team. So no G- yeah, and that's yeah. even even. But deep. your your middle school team this year won the little NVL tournament hosted by Longtree. Yep, and they've done tremendous they the last three four years. West Rutland. Yep. I mean that's always been a benefit we've had because we've always had kids that have come on as freshmen and been ready to go. We have you know basically five this year that have come on as freshmen and played significant minutes. Maggie yeah. McCurin, Lacey French, and our triplets um, right. all have played huge minutes at different times. So without that, you know, we don't have a JV, so your junior high has to be strong. Yeah. It's funny, though. You, you, still, you still get those really good athletic families. Yeah. You know, and that's something. Yeah. You, you get that coming through, and it's just like, thank you very much. Yeah. And, Wait, and you're the, right, Bob. Who has triplets? Who yeah. has triplets? Yeah, exactly. Bob has twins. <laughs> well, who has triplets? Everybody has twins these days. But, yeah, yeah, triplets. And athletes, too, you know. And it yeah. seems to go along. I mean, look at the, how many McCarrens that we have. Yeah. The, right. Know, it's going to be, you know, when when will Proctor be without a McCarren? And from the beginning to the end, it's probably going to be like eight years where that's, there's always been a McCarren. Yeah. And yeah. Proctor. You no know? So, yeah, and there's a lot of families that are like that. And you seem to get them. So, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the things that's been uh, bandied about and will be will be bandied about when we have the postseason uh, VIH, uh, VIH uh, football, blah, blah, I always get the, uh, the VIFL, VIFL mixed up, but they're talking about how we're going to do, uh, how we're going to put together eight-man teams for next year, and it was being proposed at the beginning of the year that freshman kids make up eight-man teams to kind of replace the JV, and now we're looking at more more of a necessity of having eight-man teams in the varsity next year because we've had such problems with Division Three this year. MSJ, yeah, you can't go Oxford through that and have those forfeits all you can't all year long. I mean, it's it, awful. It, it, it makes it impossible for you to schedule at the beginning of the year. But my question is: Is there a way a school like Proctor can do that so that you have like feeder systems for like the the, the freshmen and uh, sophomores who are coming in to play soccer? Is there something at the at the elementary school level that can be done to kind of like make up for losing kids it's i don't we haven't found anything um we actually are probably going in the opposite way where like schools like us in west Strutland and and even msj they're pulling eighth graders onto teams and then your junior high is getting sixth graders on their teams and then your fifth and sixth and fourth grades are getting diluted so that's until we get, you know, a boost enrollment wise, I think it's going to go the other way for us. Mm. Um, and for a small school, if a, a seventh grader can physically handle the time and the commitment and, and the pressure of it, they, they're going to probably seventh or eighth grader, they're going to be moved up. Yeah. And you've seen it a lot. Yeah. Um, mm. We try not to, we haven't had to in soccer. But you did it in basketball. They had to do it in basketball. Um, other schools, some kids that we're playing right now that are juniors have been playing since eighth grade. Tess Belknap's been playing since eighth grade. Kira Pipeline's been playing since eighth grade. Yeah. Yep. Five years of experience versus four. I don't know if it, you know, in the end will it matter, but they're a little faster along when they get to be a junior and a senior. But unfortunately, other kids are going to suffer because they're going to be put in spots where they're going to get overwhelmed by teams that are their normal grades. Yeah. This is the Inside Pitch, brought to you by the Rutland Herald.
The Inside Pitch is now on Podbean. Get the app. This is Justin St. Louis from Devil's Bowl Speedway, and you can also find the Inside Pitch on iTunes. 25 miles to our west, that New York State has a, a uh, something in place where if you, even at big schools, if you can pass a test, and I understand it's not easy, but if you can pass a test as an eighth grader, you could play varsity, mm-hmm. and that's for all sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Atlanta Braves scout, uh, John Stewart, he's played uh, varsity baseball uh, as an eighth grader at Granville because he passed the test. Wow. So yeah. as, as that's, that's a physical test that right. we're talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Physical okay. is, is a huge port, especially with girls. From from an eighth grader to a senior, there can be. I mean, boys too, obviously. But it, it's it's the physical and it's the grind of you know. If you practice every day in junior high, you might practice two times a week, three times a week, and you have like mm-hmm. five. You know, your games junior high could be eight games, and you got fourteen in varsity. It's it's a big step up, and you have to find the right kids that can do it. And you know, it's it's a challenge, but I think we're going to see more of them. Unfortunately. I mean, if we could find a way <laughs> for more kids, and, and the only way I think that happens is if the inevitable happens where schools are forced to combine or, you know, they close. Yep. And of course, that brings up that, that old thing. Yeah. <laughs> Proctor Westside. Yeah, Proctor Westside. And he... I, I just think that, you know, it, it, it might happen someday, but I – and I might be wrong because – it might happen out of necessity, but I just think that the the school is such a part of the community's identity. They're going to be very reluctant to let go. It'll take a while. Yeah. It'll take a while. But from what I understand, both schools, I mean, student-wise, are pretty status quo, little peaks, little valleys, but nothing hugely dramatically concerning yet. Right. Um, and the facilities are the facilities, you know, they're, they're not the best in the state, but they're not in the worst in the state. So, I mean, we have access to everything we need. Um, you know, you always want more kids, but some of that you can't control. So, yeah. Speaking of facilities, uh, kudos to the college of St. Joseph oh, yeah. <coughs> coming through, but I, that, that's really been a, a godsend, but I gotta say there, there's something about Tarnovich field. I miss it. It's it's just seems like a home, and uh, and now I think the surface is going to be nice, and I'm hoping that they add some other amenities like concession, restroom, yeah, do it upright because soccer is as much uh, the fabric of the uh, the community in Proctor as marble or anything else you can name. Uh, I really think they should. Invest in Tarnovich. I'd, yeah. I'd take that field and I'd move it away from the road for one thing. Yeah. And I think they need some stands. Yes. Right, exactly. You know, they need yeah. some stands and they put some restroom facilities <laughs> over there. Um, as you drive into the left hand side, there's all kinds of room for storage facilities. That's the thing, too. They got space. You're right. They have plenty of space yep. there, you know, and I, I, it's, I think it's an ideal situation. It really, is. You know, so. Yes. And if, they, sure. if you're going to put in irrigation as well, I, I think you'll have to keep the, the guys who used to hit golf balls there off the field. <laughs> now you have to That's hire true, a cop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. We I used mean, to go there all the it, time. You're right. It's a it's a it's a perfect spot to 
you know, expand and to do some things. And uh, I remember when they finished Markowski Field um, at Honor Valley, and, and the first time I went over there with the – it has that stadium feel with the – yeah. You know, the thing that you walk through and the press box up above and the big yep. concrete stands. It's really nice. Yeah. I'd like to see something like that. I think it's, yeah. it's definitely coming. It's going to be a lot better. I like your idea about moving it away from the, the road because um, we do have plenty of – and, and would you still that. be able to keep that yeah. second field? That even if I think we would, because yeah. there's still space and it's a practice field, right? Um, so we'd be okay there. The other thing that m- my hope would be is once we get it fixed, is you know we we'd like to hold the D four state championships oh, yeah. there, which, which you've done before, which we've done. Yeah. It's been a long time. We yeah. petitioned a few years back to get them, and obviously over the last few years the field has n- not been worthy of it. I would, but say it could them. be yeah. if we get those things put in and that will boost a lot of things because the concessions right. off that those games can fund your sports budget for you know the boosters for a long time yeah so i mean yep. there's a lot of benefits of of what can come off this right right i would i would argue that one of the most memorable d4 games ever was played at Tarnovich field rivendell versus arlington it was a girls final yep. It never saw anything like it. It went to PKs, 10 PKs taken, 9 missed. Yep. Rivendell made the only PK out of 10 (laughs) kicks. Unbelievable. Yeah. I think the adrenaline was flowing so much that I bet six shots went over the bar. Oh, uh, yeah, I would think so. (laughs) I would think so. That's the last time that our girls' program has not been in the state championships. Really? It's eight. That was like eight-year rows. Was that 11 maybe? Yeah. It was in that area because the next year is when they started the run yep. and beat Arlington in overtime. Mikhail McCormick had a hat trick and set us on our path to right. Our right. seven right now and hopefully eight this year. And and, wow. and the ball girl, the ball girl at the Rivendell-Arlington game go. got two goals for you in a 4-2 to two win over Arlington. Here we go. Mackenzie Hickey. Mackenzie Hickey. I knew, yes. knew he pulled Ken's. something out like this the other day. She had a that. nose for the goal. See, way back then. Yep. She knew. And, and here's the interesting thing. Your niece, Abby McKeeran, probably scored in just about every single soccer game yep. she ever played in, except that one. She yep. didn't have one of the four goals, nope. and it was one of the best games yep. she ever played yep. because Arlington was collapsing on her and just zeroing in on her. When she got their full attention and so smart. She held it to the very last minute and gave it up yep. gave at it precisely McKenzie. the right time. I thought it was one of the most intelligent soccer games I ever saw by any player. And it's so funny, it was one of the games yeah. you never scored. Never scored at never all. Never scored. Pretty, I think, two or three assists, and McKenzie scored twice, and Olivia Valerio scored the yeah. other two. Yeah. It, it was. It was, yeah. They, she played the game, let it come to her. and Yes, exactly. Hello, this is Jason Behenna, Director of Athletic Marketing Communications at Castleton University. And you're listening to the Inside Pitch. So now, the the, how do you like the site, Bellows Falls? It's gonna be new. Um, from what I've heard, it's it's very nice. Uh, we weren't very impressed with field. Randolph last year, right? To be honest, right. I mean, it was not. It did not feel like a state championship environment. 
But everything I've heard from Bells Falls is very encouraging. And they had the Division Threes last year anyway. They did. So Bob it's not went new down to it. I've been down the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful feel, right? It's, oh, yeah. It's very nice. It's, yeah. com- it's completely enveloped by trees. You know, it's, it's, it's just down behind the school. It's easy. There's, a lot, there's plenty of parking. They have good concession stands. Everything is set up. The amenities are good. Yep. Uh, they have there are stands set up. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. On the opposite side. Hey, of I'm the, just BF. Do you need to say more? It's BF. It's BF. Our engineer George Nostrum is from BF. 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 Yeah. Who needed a last minute touchdown pass to beat U32 the other day? So I was a touchdown pass. So BF wins on a touchdown pass. Are you kidding me? We have a lot of tradition in Bell's Falls. Not much of it in soccer, but we have a lot of tradition and. Our former legendary, absolutely legendary photographer, Albert John Morrow, is, is famous in Bellas Falls for going into Nick's Cafe, and, uh, <laughs> and the waitress says, well, what would you like? And he goes, uh, the left side of the menu. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's back when our expense accounts used to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I mean, he might not have put it in. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've eaten with AJ on the road before. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, so. Okay. Uh, you made uh, Back to the tournament, you made mention earlier of you thinking that uh, West Rutland is a third best team in this tournament. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's their experience. I mean, we played them last year in the quarterfinals, and from that team they graduated one player. And they brought in some freshmen. So, I mean, experience-wise, they're the same team we played with last year. And I believe last year was a one-to-one game at halftime. We ended up winning five-to-one. So, you know, and this year we beat them two to one and we tied. So this it's it's definitely going to be a you know a huge, you know, test. I mean, they're not, you know, and you know, a team that's, you know, coming in here with no experience. They've got quality players. Kira Pipeling is one of the best players in our division. Oh yeah. Their goalie um it's played fabulous against us. And, you know, they're athletic. It's it's gonna be a challenge. I mean, I think both teams really wanna play each other. Again, yeah. oh yeah. Um, so it's it's you know it's what you really want. I mean, I think I talked to Coach French about our draw, and we figured you know last year our draw was not that strong, and I think it hurt us in the end. Right. When you have a stronger draw, you, you build your your play going to the last game, and I think it helps you having the the, the tougher. And some coaches semi. say that about a buy. They don't yeah. like a buy, but in your case, we will take the buy. In your for case, sure. it's good. It's yeah, a good we'll take thing. Take it. Yeah. So you gotta have that. Yeah, you gotta yeah. get healthy. Yeah, gotta get healthy, and 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 you know that's that's with everything. I mean, you, you gotta have healthy players. At now, this are you time pretty of year. much holding those kids out of practice? They've been out of practice for the we since the Arlington game. We've had two to two practices. They haven't practiced, and some won't practice today. Okay. And then we were waiting to see if we we're gonna play Friday or Saturday, and that gave us another extra day to keep kids out of harm's way, just for just healing, sprains and things like that. It's just you know being safe precautions right. and you know yep. we don't know how many minutes they'll get you know saturday but you know we'll judge it based on how we're doing too you mentioned uh their goalie playing well against you uh serena coombs mm-hmm. i was uh i was walking back to my post from at halftime uh the arlington game from uh the concession stand and one of the proctor fans said to me boy rachel Stu Miller is underrated. She's an underrated. She is. She's, you know, we may not talk about a lot about her. But she's a really good goalie, and in fact, 
uh, a lot of the fact that that, that it was zero to zero mm-hmm. at the half against Arlington was her. I mean, she was outstanding. Oh, she was outstanding in the first half. I mean, yeah, and she's very athletic. She is. Um, she and does fearless. Yeah, and fearless. I mean, we we and have Scott a, French does a nice job with your keepers. That's exactly what I was going to say. He's been training goalies forever, and you know he demands a lot, but they give a lot. And you got to have someone back there that can make plays. And sometimes it's easy just to catch the ball, but you got to make the play that not many are expecting you to make. And the more of those you get, and that's what I'll give the um, you know, West Island's goalies. She's done a lot of that this year. Right. You've got to make those plays. She had a head start. Yeah. She was a starting yeah. varsity keeper as an eighth grader. Yeah. Serena Coombs. You know, that's the reason why you have nine out of ten penalty kicks missed, right? Because you look, you're really respecting the goalie there. You know? <laughs> so I think that makes a, that makes a huge difference. You know, and another thing too. I mean, we, we talked about West Rutland and, and Proctor maybe merging or whatever. If that whatever happened, I, I I like I like it because it would really make a powerhouse. But I think both schools make the others better. Oh as yeah, well. there's no doubt. Oh the, yeah, the, the, the communities get. Well, look at involved. the yeah. <laughs> and, and the kids. Yeah. I mean, it's the big game. It doesn't well, matter. Look at the homecoming games exactly. every year. The fact that each school is the other one's homecoming yep. opponent in soccer. My God, the, from the lowest level event. to the varsity. Yeah, it's an event. It's a community event, and and yeah. everybody gets excited for it. And yeah, you definitely would lose that. I mean, it it would you know diminish a lot of you know just the, in the county. Right. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And. Uh, I think, you know, Ali Allman, one of the players uh, in your uh, on your medical list there, I just think she is so important to both the defense and the offense. I mean, playing in front of Rachel, God, she's so tough. She goes through every ball. The ball's near the sideline. Unlike most backs, no matter how pressure she's under, she doesn't just kick it out of bounds and give it to the other team. She finds a way to turn it upfield. And I think also where she's really valuable on offense is her striking the ball from midfield and also on set pieces. Uh, she's got a booming kick. She's accurate. She's so much of your team, both Offense and defense. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, she she's involved in basically eighty percent of what we do. Because even when she's trying to get the ball out of the back, she's trying to get the ball to somebody too. Right. And right. you know, she's moved position wise. When we need her to move, she'll move up. But she is definitely you know defensively helps our outside backs. Now she's taking more corners. She takes more directs. Obviously, penalty kicks. So she's involved easily 80% of the time. Yeah. And she's she's a leader. She's right. vocal. Oh, yeah. Vocal, a leader, confident. And, you know, other kids will listen and feel better when she's there. It's one of those players you, you can't lose. If you lose them, your team is significantly different. Um, you know, she's just a tremendous athlete at everything she does. And, you know, it's, that's the thing with a small school. You need... You need an Allie Allman. You, you need those kids right. that can do everything pretty much all the time. And when you get one dinged or hurt or you don't have them, right, right. there's a huge difference. I think uh, uh, Joe Valerio is the counterpart yeah. on the boys' team. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, you know we, we wouldn't be anywhere near what we are right. without her. And, and she's been doing it for three years. She did oh, it as yeah. a freshman. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. She'll have a decision to make after next year. She could 
played yep. one of three sports in she college. She loves her softball. She's, she could go D three and, and actually yeah. she's she softball. could go D three though and yeah. actually play. Could do both because they're not back to back. You could do, do soccer both. and softball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She likes her dingers. She likes hitting those balls. Oh boy, fence, she, she does. <laughs> she, she's, she's a thumper. Yeah. And don't think that's gone unnoticed either. Here, you know, when you have some of these uh, these showcases like we have at Pulteney at the end of the year here. So, right. Yeah. You know, I think that makes a that makes a huge difference when you get that kind of exposure as well. Oh yeah. Too. So yep. you know the thing too is I mean and, and like well of course. Anybody who's at Castle has got to be looking close by, you know, and it, it's it's competitive now. I mean, it's competitive to find playing spots on Castle. Oh, yeah. Things, yeah. things get crowded more in Division Three and everything. And now uh, with the Little East, uh, you know, the, that's... Uh, that ups the ante quite mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big selling ticket over there, I would think, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I think she's got to have her eye on that as well, you know, so... Yeah, but yep. they, they have the eye on, on her, that's for sure. Oh, they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. I've heard the. I've heard the. Uh, I've heard the coaches mention her, and of course, you got some of these unsung parts. Uh, you know, and, and one one not unsung, but very, very visible. Maddie Flanders taking the ball down the wing, crossing, scoring goals. But but one that that has caught my eye that has really come on uh, is Caitlin Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's uh, she's pretty quick and. And 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 pretty good at at bringing the ball down the wing and pinching inside, and uh, she's starting to do some things too. I think you're getting a lift from her. Definitely, from the la- the first Arlington game till now, her game's changed dramatically. And yeah. moving forward, we have to have that continue, and it has to continue on the other side as well because. With Maddie Flanders in the middle and Maggie McCurn in the middle, the defense is going to just pinch inside and double and try to take all the space away from those guys. So they're going to be left open, those outside guys, for plays and shots. And they're athletic. I mean, Sydney Woods can do the same thing, and, and you know, obviously Caitlin can do that. But we have to do it in the biggest games. We have right. to do it yep. in the playoffs, and, and we got to be fearless and confident. And we're going to work on that. This week, it's it's got to happen because we know our our two our M M&M and M girls they're gonna get mm. they're gonna get doubled. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. one's oh, yeah. gonna get doubled, one's gonna get shadowed, and yeah. you know, but I think you got gonna... some other pieces. So yeah, and that's where you know Allie can step in and help us a lot. Right. And and Lacey French and Maddie um, Lee have to be also involved in offense. Yeah, Lacey Not... French has gotten stronger yeah. too. Yeah, they're stronger, and, but they need to be more sure. more uh, you know aggressive. And, and take pressure off. Take the pressure off. Everybody knows the ball wants to go and we want to go, but mm-hmm. y- it'll be harder to defend multiple spots if, if we can do that. But right. you know, we got to work on it. It's yep. not going to be easy. Yep. What does this team look like as far as the on-field intelligence and making adjustments themselves and somebody taking charge and moving people They've around? been doing really well, and especially the last three games, we've had to do it a lot. Um, I mean, Allie is definitely the person that can get things communicated well because we're you know sometimes 50 50 yards away from what's going on right like but you they, say, she's vocal they've done a good job of adapting and yeah. some i mean sydney wood had to play center mid against arlington for she's played probably 15 minutes the whole year in that position and then you're thrust into play against tess belknap the best player in division four and she didn't complain she played the whole game you know and and it's it's been great that they've been able to do that and 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 you know that's that's not being selfish that's doing it for the team you know not asking what about me yeah. I'm just yeah put me in there fine 
You know? <laughs> Can't complain about that. You gotta love kids who do yeah. that. Just go. I'll try it, coach. Like, yeah. I'll try it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's wow. <laughs> yeah, we got a buzzer. I I I've never I I I've never had this happen before. Oh, now this is really something. Now they're really changing the rules here. Yeah. Our engineer does not like us going over here. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. We have to wrap it up. But I was saying is very interesting. I think that that the way that the the story behind how Proctor became the Phantoms is uh, the Shan Twins back in the 30s, 40s, whenever it was. They, didn't, they, they weren't sure which one of the twins was on the floor, so they became they called them the Phantoms. Now you got and they were the Shan Twins. Now you got triplets. <laughs> now you got triplets. Unbelievable. It's, it's, yeah. Triplets. I have no idea where that story comes from. <laughs> Nobody out there does either. If you do, you call and let oh, us yeah, know. Oh, yeah, they do. Mary Fagosi does this in her book. That's true. That's true. All right. Okay, well, it's time to wrap it up again here. Uh, we want to thank Chris Hughes again. Thanks, guys. It's and great. It's been great having you here. We all we wish you the best, and we all look forward to seeing Proctor go deep into the playoffs. And uh, and we'll be watching for a lot of other teams. It's pairings day, so make sure tomorrow you pick up a paper and, and look at all the pairings. There's all kinds of stuff happening starting tomorrow. It's going to be right. really busy for the next 10, 12 days here. So uh, it's a time of year. If you haven't been out there watching sports, go out there now. And uh, we'll be talking about it next week. So for Bob Fredette, Tom Haley, Chris Hughes, and our engineer, George Nostrin, thanks for tuning in. This is the Inside Pitch, brought to you by the Rutland Herald. Let us know what you think. Email us at sports at rutlandherald.com.